What's happening? This is the Tap In Podcast. We are live inside of the Tap In studio. Man. Yes, sir. I had to bring him back. Had uh, to. Yeah. You already know what it's up. My boy Tomorrow was in the building. What's happening, man? Man, what's good with you, Dante? It's been a, ain't been too much of a minute, but I, I, know. <laughs> I feel like, man, it's uh, it's always good to tap in, you know? Yes, sir, man. This is a really good thing What's you got going, going on with you, man? Man, you know, got the EP released July 7th. That came out. Um, got a lot of great feedback. Still getting feedback from that. Um, That's the one we talked about last time, right? Yeah, man. Um, okay. Random people calling me and telling me, you know, I'm... So I had a family reunion, play songs for the family, you know. So at this point, we're just pushing it, getting everything ready. Um, I'm rocking this shirt right now. It's all on you. This is the thing that really got the ball rolling. This was the record that got on the radio. Shout out Sid on the radio and Emily at Hot 93.3 FM, Dallas Fort Worth. I appreciate y'all. Y'all really, y'all really turned me up. You know what I'm saying this year. So I, I released a lot of singles this year. I released um, my EP and I got another. What, EP. What's the name of the EP? TBH. That's right, TBH. To be honest. Yeah, TBH. Yes, okay. And this first single is uh all on you? Um well, actually that that's not even tied to the uh, EP, but that was what got the ball rolling like getting everybody to know that I actually do music, you know what oh, I'm saying? Okay. So it was perfect cuz I already had the EP planned out. The the radio thing came by God. It was like a miraculous thing and it just ended up working out like that to where it lined up to the EP release to where people actually gave gave a fuck about mm-hmm. the drop type shit. How you get it on the radio? Do you got a plug or they just love the 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 music or what what talk us through that. What happened? How did you get that? A little bit of both. Okay. Um, <laughs> so last time I was on the show I talked about Media Tech. And so I like to highlight Media Tech cuz that's like a it's really like a safe haven, you know what I'm saying, in the in the city of Dallas for like creatives. We don't really know about this place because for some reason nobody wants to balloon this place up but uh had a lot of big name people come through there and um i ended up i uh, i go there i attend there you know if you want to attend there i would suggest you do that especially if you're in the audio visual um graphics acting just uh to skip ahead though um probably like my second semester there i was working on my ep so um one of the big homies eclipse darkness shout out big bro he's another dallas artist out here he's doing a lot of big shit like with Never Satisfied and Sprite and Red Bull. He got a lot of stuff going on, so shout out Eclipse Darkness. Um, but he sent me the song All On You, and I did the, you know, recording my verse. I ended up going to school on the day um, that we had a job fair. I didn't know, and um, they had some radio people there and, you know, whatnot. So I was just, you know, talking my jelly. I went in there and started mingling with everybody, trying to see what was going on. And um, I talked to Sid, and he kind of, like, he gave me, he understood, you know, what the journey was. I kind of talked to him a little bit about my journey, and he really wanted to, like, see what my music was like because you want to help everybody, but if the music ain't good, it's like, <laughs> you can't then do nothing you. do, yeah. I, 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 I'm, you know, so I, um, luckily enough, he gave me, you know, his contact. I ended up going into the studio right next to the job fair, which was, we had class in that studio. Class just happened to be over, right? When I walked in, this girl was like, hey, could you play that song that you was mixing the other day in class? Da, 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 da. I was like, you know what, yeah. Then it gave me, the light bulb went off. The, that's when I needed to go in there and go ask them, come here, listen to this record, right? So I went to go ask them. I said, like, you know, I'll get a moment of your time. I know you're busy. You know, he's a program director at Cumulus. So, you know, he was just like, man, I, I, I make some odd dollars an hour. You got it, bro. I'll come in there. So he sat down on the floor. 
I feel like he's a real music connoisseur because he sat down on the floor, you know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> like this. And I'm like, you don't want a chair? He was like, I'm good like this. I was like, okay, well, we in. So uh, I pressed play and, you know, I just tried to, you know, get lost into my song, you know what I'm saying? Just feel myself not really paying attention. But, um, you know, when my verse came up, I was, you know, I took a peek and he was like, you could tell he was fucking with it. And so as soon as the song was over, he was like, so everything's good on the song, it's cleared. You know what I'm saying? I want to put it on the radio this weekend. Just like that. In front of everybody in class. Really? So, yeah. That's how it happened. Mm, 93, yeah. what, 93.3? Yep. Shout out 93.3. Yeah. Okay. Top 40. Top 40. DFW. That's yeah. what's up, man. Is that your first record on the uh, radio? Yeah, that was my first official feature. Really? This this year is like my breakout. Like, I am I just started really, like, putting music out this year. And I'm already kind of seeing... I haven't had no mixtapes out, no projects, no previous really like anything to like judge me off of. So, but I've been doing a lot of underground work. Really? Yeah. So. How does it feel, man? It feels like God is in the in the air. You know what I'm saying? It's still like the, you know, right before you break the, you know, the mold or whatever. It's like they say the last crust in the earth is the hardest to break. You know what I'm saying? But when you get through there, you you free. You know, I'm still at that point where I'm just running into it as hard as I can and trying to break it in you know uh my granny right before actually i have to say this shout out my granny um gwendolyn gwendolyn catherine wheatley uh she uh she knows i've been through a lot these last three years and um she has sent me a message like a week before the song got on the radio she said i know you've been going through some rough patches and god gives his battles to you know his toughest soldiers she said i feel your breakthrough i feel it in my heart that your breakthrough right around the corner i was like really my, my granny's very spiritual but she ain't never said nothing like like that, you know, and she's mm. older, wiser. So I just knew I was like God telling her something. What three, four days later, the radio thing happened, and it allowed me to like whether it was for people to know, it was really more for me mm. to give me myself the confirmation to like start really doing this shit and like not looking back. And I I took that and said I'm gonna make this my miracle. And like some, I feel like we all come across miracles every day, but we have to make it our miracle. We have to look at it and treat it that way. So. That's what I did. That's dope, man. Yes, sir. That's super dope, man. Yes, sir. Man. Have you heard it? Have you heard yourself on the radio yet? I did. So uh, we ended up, you know, once we knew it was only gonna be on the radio, we only had like what three days to plan. Mm. The song wasn't even out yet. Mm. They we had our world premiere on the radio. Really? Yeah, can't make it up. That's dope. Yeah, it's like because as a I'm what you would I'm just out of the millennial. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm 96. So like. Growing up, you see a lot of artists. You born ninety six. Yeah, born ninety six. Damn, I feel old. Ah, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> all good, man. Shit, I feel old. We're we good. all gonna get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think um, going with the with the radio thing, it was just like um, they only gave us like three days to get ready. So we ended up just telling everybody we knew. We tried to get as much of attention on this as as, as possible because we knew it was like in my mind, being in ninety six is like. Radio is almost obsolete, you know what I'm saying? In a way, not totally, but like when I mean obsolete, you know what I'm saying? It's like I seen my favorite artists get on the radio, have their radio run. You know, you always want to do something that you're, you know, that you inspired by. So I always wanted to get on the radio, but when streaming came along, I didn't even know if that was like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, yeah, I can get on radio, but does it mean, you know what I'm saying? What does it mean? But I feel like with this, it's kind of revamping the story that radio can give a career. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. um, I don't think they really know. Like, you can blow somebody up like that. You know what I'm saying? But 
you know, this political stuff going along with it too. But I was just fortunate enough to meet somebody who looked past all of that, you know what I'm saying, and just really genuinely loved the song. And um, we got, you know, I got a, like maybe eight, nine friends. They parked their cars, had their doors open, got it on video. It's on TikTok. It's like 40K, 40K, like, uh, you know, people done viewed it, liked it, and telling me congratulations. Another video, I posted like the same video, but a better clip. Got like 10K, and, you know, people are starting to really understand I'm doing the music, but now it's just trying to, you know, hit those parameters on like, okay, as an artist, like, what is next, you know? Yeah, that's dope, man. That's dope, because the only thing I can think about <laughs> and this might be a reference that you may not even know. Have you seen the, um, damn, what's the movie <coughs> with uh, Robert Townsend? Damn. Robert Ta- Robert Downey Jr. or Robert no, Townsend? No, Rob- Robert Townsend. You know who Robert Townsend is? Lord, no. I don't, Golly, <laughs> I don't man. Know. <laughs> I'm old as shit. I was about to you say, know? I was just like, how old is he? <laughs> what year did he come out? Like, Robert Townsend is... A black director mm. slash actor producer. I might know. I, I, I'm pretty deep in the. So um, damn, I, I'm my mind is going blank right now. It's the movie. It's called. Um, damn. What was it about? It was about like it was. It was a fake group that he made up, right? And it was about their journey into the music business. Oh wow! Not I want to. I'm thinking of Temptations, but it's not the Temptations. It's called the Five Heartbeats. Five Heartbeats. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. Five of all time. Heartbeats. Yeah. So when I think about people getting on the radio, uh, I always think yeah. of that that little scene in the movie where he waking up singing uh, on, <laughs> you know what I mean, that, uh, on the on the movie where they waking up and everybody's going crazy like, oh, we on the radio. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think that would have been a dope feeling too. I just think um, realistically, like, I have so much going on. I don't, if he didn't tell me when it was going <laughs> to air and when, what day, I probably wouldn't have been yeah. able to catch it, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we had people tuning in, taking video. Like, I just posted a clip on my Instagram um, of them shouting it out. Like, he actually... He didn't just shout me out, bro. Bro gave me like an alley oop, you know what I'm saying? So um, it was, you know, it was one thing. Oh, new song here, da da da. Whatever, play the song. He gave a whole introduction about mm. how he, how it happened. Yeah, about yeah. exactly how what I told you. Yeah, on the radio. Really? Yeah. So it was just like one of those things I hold with me. I got the recording. I still, you know, got the actual lit recording. Got the BDS report and everything. That's dope. Yeah, I had to get it all because that's like that's one of those things where. Like when I look back on my career, you know what I'm saying? I can I can see the I can that's one of those miracles, you know what I'm saying? That I'm telling you, if that didn't happen, like a lot of this other stuff probably like I would have done put the E P out, but there was a lot of other stuff that, that did for me inside, you know, it gave me that, yeah. Yeah. Do you have um like contact with him with the the guy who put it on the radio, the 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 PG they call it the PG, the program right. director? And, and, and uh, yeah, we like he and we. I think we always gonna have that connection just okay. because of that. Um, I know he's very busy, very busy man, and I know my life. I'm going through. I ain't made it just yet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm still just doing what it takes as an independent to try to just stay consistent with the putting the music out, stay consistent with the videos, and you know whatever I can do. Like doing this, I appreciate these opportunities like this because you know as an independent and local. You don't really get a lot of people that just really like, come on, come back. 
nah, we, we mess with you. You need, you know, it's like, okay, well, that's love. You know what I'm saying? It's like, bet, you know, regardless of the music, that's just like, that's what's up. So, yeah, yeah. man. I was just talking to um, another artist the other day. Um, dang, his name, I see Eskimo Jake. Mm. So, I was just talking to him the other day about, like, why don't Dallas. I guess either radio or the community, why they don't champion people who are, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the artist that's coming out of Dallas. And mm. for him, it was for for him, his, his answer was like Dallas is a melting pot. And so Dallas is a consumer city. And so people like bigger artists like a Drake, Kanye, they pay for different placements. And so the people who are coming up, it's kind of hard for them to get in where they fit in because all these other big artists are paying for certain kinda, slots. Yeah, but that's kind of almost like an excuse for the radio, an excuse for everybody else because at the end of the day, you already know they got the bag, bro. Like, they, they can pay for whatever they want to pay for. It's like, it, it ain't much to take one segment out of every month, you know what I'm saying, to highlight and make sure you highlight a Dallas artist or the artist for this week out of our city is this, you know what I'm saying? Just those little mm. things. Could, could go a long way but you know we still stuck into the traditional way of i grew up listening to all the you know 9979 k104 106.1 for some in some cases i don't know about the pop but just the radios i was familiar with growing up and it seemed like you know we always we just late you know we kind of we, we take a take a longer time to transition and we kind of transition to more into like harder rap so like when you listen on the radio it's cool and it's like you know vibey but it's like there's people in Dallas that could give Dallas another way of looking at Dallas artists. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's other people out here that can be universal artists that you might not can see. Mm. You might not see that right now, but they can end up being a world international artist, not no just rapper or not no just this, you know what I'm saying? But Dallas has that because it's a melting pot. It's possible for Dallas to have a true sound, not just geared toward the streets or the pain or the struggle, which is, that's all needed. You know, we need that. But we also need somebody that can break the mold and really, like, you know universalize all of us because even in the community we all kind of divided within ourselves so somebody has to be able to do that and i think you know going back to your thing about the radio and you know anybody else i feel like they're waiting on other people to validate the artists and it's just like bro just look at this man work like eclipse darkness my big bro bro been working you know what i'm saying non-stop mm -hmm. trying to help everybody eat you know what i'm saying and it's like nobody's taking the time out to really like stop and say hey we need to shine a light on these dallas artists it's only the people that's at the bottom trying to help shine light on each other you know what i'm saying and we all in the dark you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so we trying you know to um do different but i think um they're gonna come around eventually but you know it's eventually yeah and i sometimes i think it may be even too late at that point you know what i mean <laughs> for them to come around and i think that's i think that it could be that because at that point, it's it's like if it takes a 25 year old <laughs> to, to to say it and, and speak it up and and get y'all to understand, like y'all are looking at it from a y'all not looking at it from a millennial standpoint. Y'all not looking at it from a younger standpoint, and which is cool because y'all have a demographic. You know, the demographics spans throughout the whole thing. But you know, if you if the way we listen to music is different, you know what I'm saying? We're listening for the small little cadences. We're listening to the little nuances that make a difference from a young thug versus a future. Like, if you show anybody else that don't really know, you know what I'm saying, our music, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a young thug and a gunner. Mm -hmm. But our, uh, us millennials, we can tell those vocal inflictions, the differences, and we understand it. 
and we could communicate with that, all the different sporadic changes of the cadence. It's not for the older ear, you know what I'm saying? But and, and let me let me let me I guess give you a little game, right? Okay, baby. Because I know you look at it as a um artistry, right? And mm, the nuances. I see what you're saying. Go ahead. These older folks that <laughs> like people my age, they about business. Business money. Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? Already, yeah. So they just like what's going to bring money into the 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 business and that's you know what perfect I'm yeah that's that's a great that you gotta worry about that but here's the thing too i think sometimes money gets in way of the artistry and it fucks up the artistry because everybody's just trying to go for the bag absolutely you know what i'm saying that kills sometimes, the artistry but at the same time it is for them it's a business like if they wasn't making money from doing radio right. or being on the radio or making advertisements or the music that was on there mm-hmm. They wouldn't be they wouldn't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? They'd be doing something totally different. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right. It is, you know, you have to understand it's a balance. It's always gonna be a balance. I, I and I guess I automatically I have to speak that out that I do understand the balance. It's not mm-hmm. just the artistry. I get it because you can't just be a dude with some music thinking you about to get on and be on billboards and you know what I'm saying? Like that that takes somebody who can generate. You know what I'm saying? That type of cash flow or that type of attention to generate that cash flow. So it's up to the artist. But I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm speaking from a purely standpoint of just, just shedding light. You know what I'm saying on, on artists here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all ain't got the, you know, everybody you know that start don't really have the bag. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's gonna take like you got Space Boy, uh, 97.9, Break the Beat, who he throws things on Mondays. You know, for people to go to and. Um, you know, really tap in and show their artistry, you know. But, you know, other than that, they had, I don't really see a, a, a real push by the actual, you know, radio too. But it's at the same time, you know, like you said, it's it's perfectly understandable. It's like you, they got to get I'm their money. I'm thinking like it got to be somebody like at K104 that maybe not their big, because I'm thinking between the morning people and the afternoon people, right? Mm-hmm. The two biggest personalities on the radio for the for those time slots mm-hmm. is Didi in the morning and Bebe, right? Right. But there's got to be times in between those exactly. or late at night where they can play uh, so local local artists. Hey, and, and and it's not it's not a big ask. It's really who, not. Who else is on I don't even know who what other DJs is besides Didi and Bebe. Who else is on the K104? I think it's Lady J um, Lady J is, is she's in the morning with Didi. Okay, so see, and that's the thing is like, you know, when I when he played up my song on the radio, and that's what I was telling you the last time, how we sometimes late because at the end of the day, I showed this man one song. It was pop R and B. It's not really what we, what, you know, what I'm saying necessarily gravitate to right off unless the whole world gravitate to it. So, but they seen it. I mean, it's doing numbers now. Is that about forty? 41,000 streams and it's really had no promotion after it came out except for me posting about it and stuff but when we actually got we wanted to see where it was going and where it was hidden most of the plays 10,000 11,000 plays coming in Dallas so you mean to tell me that's not doing at least something in the city for you to be like okay well let me listen to the song and let me see you know and I think you know there should be those time slots he put he put us on in the middle of traffic Mm. Five forty-five. You know mm. what I'm saying, and mm. at nine, and again at nine. So he put us in the, in, in he, you know what I'm saying, off the strength of it, put us right in the middle of traffic, so people can tune in. I call this is real shit. 
my car, you know, I had my little car issue, whatever, something would happen with the belt. I called him, hey, man, I got to come tow the car. I just told y'all about this belt. I was kind of getting fly a little bit because I was mad, but I calmed down and I talked talk to the lady and she asked me some stuff. I said, what are you doing? You got to go. I was like, oh, yeah, I go to school. This car over here from Media Tech. And she was like, wait. She was like, I see your name. Are you by any chance tomorrow? I was like, yeah. She was like, I really, really like your song. I was just like, oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, I ain't even mad no more. My whole day was, you know, I was good. Sweating hot, I was still good. And that's kind of like what it was. That's what it does for the artist. That sent me in the overdrive. That's a dude that goes to my school named Body. And he uh, was a big part of the Dougie. Like, he had a verse on the Dougie, the actual original Dougie. You know what I'm saying? He got Lil Wayne on there. So he was giving me game, basically saying, you know, when you get on the radio, you think you're working hard now. It's going to be different. And ever since it got on the radio, I felt like I had to go into overdrive because I don't have nobody doing nothing really for me unless I go out my way and ask. So I, and I try to do that the last possible resort. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to try to do everything I can to make it work, you know what I'm saying, for myself. And then that's when I, you know, try to branch out and try to see who can help me get it done. So here's the thing, man. I want to I wanna tell you and other artists, right? The best way that you're going to elevate is get you a team around you, man. Mm-hmm. The best way you can. Find you somebody who is a, a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Find somebody who who is looking to manage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Even if you got to beg somebody who's already a manager, who's established. Hey, man, just take me. Just manage my career. Right. Help me get on. Because as an artist... You want to be able to focus on just artistry, artistry right. making music, and then let them go to work for you. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's what you want. You don't want to take on everything all on your own because now you got to be the manager. You got to be the marketer. You got to be the digital man, the man. graphic designer. You got to be the artist. It's it just too many hats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, if you can, right. Even if you get some homeboys that – don't really know the business, mm-hmm. but you can tell them, hey, this is what you want, right. and have them go do that. That is that that's better than you having to to actually go and contact people and go do it. You know what I mean? I mean, you everything you saying is on point. Like, and I know that's what I need, but you don't have the people. But right, well, so but this is how God be working sometimes people come in for seasons and they'll get something done and we'll get something done and then that'll be that but I start stacking up on the moments you know what I'm saying so like I'll meet people and everybody you know when you meet people and they feel like you're a new artist or they feel like this they feel like oh you're it's exciting let's work you know what I'm saying so I don't wait two three weeks you know what I'm saying until all right let's work tomorrow let's get it this is why I still you know fresh on the brain I get that done and I keep that piece of content you know what I'm saying and I try to stack up on these content but then recently like media tech had pitched some songs for their final project to get a video, right? I went in there and pitched songs, and they, they, they chose this EDM person. I don't do EDM, so I don't really know about that, but they, you know, three people, from one from the night class, two people from the morning class, like we do it outside of school for free. The EDM? So, nah, nah. Oh, yours? Mine. Oh, so okay. they did it outside of school without the project, and just we met up, got a shoot for three days, you know what I'm saying? And that... That normally costs what twenty five, three thousand. You know what I'm saying? Twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars from a label to like pay for that type of video, mm. all free. You know what I'm saying? It, it was because, you know, 
I was just making use of my time there. So anywhere I'm at, I'm always knowing how to be resourceful. And I think that's the main thing artists need to do is because they waiting for somebody else to like, you know what I'm saying, show them the way or, or whatever. It's just like, if you really have faith that you can do this, I'm telling you like from experience, like I went out to Vegas and had nothing really and just went out there and ended up being published the model. You know what I'm saying? Like God, God I, it wasn't, I didn't go out there seeking that. You know, it's just like God put me in certain positions I just was like, you know what, instead of fighting it, I started just like, okay, well, let's see where this takes me. That got me behind the camera, and that got me, oh, okay. Then I came back here, got a media tech, started making music. Oh, got a song on the radio. Oh, okay. Started building up image for myself. Started understanding how I wanted to look and how I wanted my aesthetic to be. As an artist, you have to know your vision. You have to know why you're doing it. All these questions, right, you got to answer before anybody even steps foot into trying to help you. And I think um, I'm, bro, big bro, I'm going to keep highlighting him. Eclipse is a great example of that. Um, but I am also feel like I can be an example as well. Just, you know, pretty much not, like, again, not being signed, not being, not having a whole lot of money or whatever, but still being able to put out great content and get people, ex- you know, excited about what's going on, but also being honest about the process. So Yeah. And I think, I think creativity is a... Um is invaluable. Is it your boy here? Yeah, he just he just hit me up. He said, "What room?" So what? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pause and we'll, we'll, we'll come right back. Yes, sir. Yeah, man, we back, man. <laughs> we back, man. Um, Marlo, what's up, man? Oh, what's happening? What's happening? With put you? that put that mic a little closer oh, to you, cool. man. Uh, yeah. what's happening with you? Chilling, man. Okay. And. Introduce yourself, man, to the people, man. Um, I am an upcoming producer um, and also a songwriter. Um, I play uh, instruments. Uh, I play the piano. I play the drums. Um, and, yeah, I like bringing people together to create for one another. Um, my way of uh, making it to the top is uplifting others. So if I can uh, push others to the next level, I think that will naturally uh, pull myself up as well. Okay, how you know? How you know uh, tomorrow? Uh, I met him at MediaTek. Okay, um, you go to MediaTek too? I went to MediaTek. Uh, okay, for the recording arts program. Graduated May twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's so, up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. So, I don't. Where were we? Where were we at, man? Where were you we, said, we were oh, talking about about talking. radio right. and radio promoting uh, local artists. You know what I'm saying? And how. Yeah. Radio, radio, local radio is not doing a great job in promoting like um, local artists and Dallas artists, Dallas-born artists, yeah, and so that's what we were talking about, man. Um, did you produce any uh, records on on the EP for tomorrow? Uh, no, I I have not. So not we, yet. yeah, we've been so we already we tapped in when we first when we first went to MediaTek. I tapped in with bro. Uh, through um, I forgot exactly like that's that's crazy it'd be them be them times where you don't really remember you just know it was in the studio some at some point yeah. uh, he I listened to some beats but then we also knew the same person so I think we you know we got cool from, by knowing the same person but I started listening to his beats and um, I really like where he was going and I like how he looks at the music industry and um, uh, he also real you know what I'm saying real solid dude so like for me. I just wanted to tap in with him. We didn't get the chance to get no, uh, you know, things Official on wax, songs, on yeah, wax yeah. yet. But you know, I think uh, the TBH. That's that was my first. That was just me putting my best foot forward. I think, you know, I can do a better justice, you know, to the 
to to the people that I'm gonna do on the next on the next couple projects. I can really, you know, since I find out how to get one done and understand it, how to try to get that done, now I can go back and be like, nah, now I can do it like this, you know. Okay. Yeah. Marlo, how did you get how did you even get started into music? Uh, for me, man, it was just growing up in church, man. Growing up in church and then, you know, rapping freestyles in high school and uh yeah, you was rapping high school. You was one of the one of the dudes uh, on the table, yeah. like yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that <laughs> okay. was me, man. You know, uh, I was a big Zero fan growing up in high school, so mm. you know, uh, they kind of gave me a little nickname, Zero. But I, I let that be to the Zero. I came up with my own. Okay. My own name. <laughs> okay. What, yeah. What's your name that you came up for yourself? Uh, Marlo had not. Okay. Have not. Had not. Had not. Yeah. What's the meaning behind that? Um, so Marlo is just, uh, that's a name that I actually wanted to name my first son. Like my, when I had my first son, um, I wanted to name him Marlo. Um, and I, and I just, I just like that name. And then my last name is Hadnot. And I was like, I'm gonna just keep it, you know, um, like Jamie Foxx, you know, Eric Bishop, <laughs> you know, he had, he came up with a, with a whole different name to kind of separate that, uh separate between you know what he does in the entertainment industry and, and what's really personal you know so i feel like some people that know uh jamie fox some of them know uh eric bishop but probably not all of them yeah uh, so yeah. yeah to me that was crazy when i found out his name was eric i was like what yeah. his name i i just now found out about that <laughs> like a few yeah. seconds ago I'm going to call him Eric if I see him. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope, man. Dang, okay. And so, have you worked on any projects that we may be familiar with or something um, that you're proud of, let me say? Uh, I've So, I've been able to work in the studio, thanks to Nagaris Johnson. I've been able to work on um, a project that was for uh, Kanye West, associated with Kanye West. Um, but I wasn't like a writer or anything. I was just an engineer um, mm. in that. And even just being like around um, Tony Williams. I don't know if you heard of the world famous Tony Williams, but even just being around him, man, um, I just I learned so much. And uh, he's he's probably one of the most patient people I ever been around in my entire life. What uh, you mean? What you mean patient? You was fucking like, up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had I had some I had some technical issues, and then you know I, I was calling my mentor, and he was telling me he was like, "Man, you know what you're doing? Just talk yourself through it, man." He was like, "You calling me, and then you telling me what's wrong, and then you doing it, and I'm like, why you needed to call? He, he was like, why you need to call me? Why you just ain't do it?" And I just told him, you know, I just didn't feel comfortable, you know. Um, and then they told me. Uh, everybody clowned me for a long time because I met Bone Crusher too, and and I did some uh, work with Bone Crusher with uh, Nagaris. I don't know if it's gonna get released. Um, that's just uh, I'm waiting to find out myself, man. Um, I'm, I'm kind of learning how the music industry works. I may do something today, it might not get released till a year later, and that's mm. that's uh, yeah, that's that's another reason why I started saying, man, you know, I'm finna become an executive producer. I'm finna start producing people because I don't really want to wait on nobody else. Okay, okay. Um, what's 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 like your genre? Is it rap or is it R and B or is it uh rap, R and B, hip hop? Um, I pretty much do everything except for I haven't really uh, dabbled in country or opera. Folk. I tried a little bit of. <laughs> you can do all that. You can do um, opera and shit. Uh, no, nah, I can't do opera yet. 
I'm kind of trying to grasp the concept. You know what I mean? Does opera music sell, or that's just like for um, like plays and stuff? I mean, Ty Harris, he made it work with opera and, and rap. So, <laughs> who was that? Uh, he he's a Dallas artist. Um, and he does opera. He he plays on the piano. He sings opera. He raps with that wow. too. Yeah. What? Yeah, and we don't know about this. Yeah, you know Ty, what I'm saying? Ty Harris. He, he, Ty uh, Harris? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. pretty sure his name is, uh, like he goes to, by Ty Harris. Yeah, I would like to check yeah. that out. And he, he does really opera dope. and rap on I, a song. Yeah, on a song. Straight up. Yeah, he he incorporated it. It's like opera, opera hip-hop. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hip-opera. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, shout out to Beyonce and uh, what's the dude's name? Uh who did hip hop or whatever this nigga? Oh, did. they already had something like that. Yeah, oh, okay. it was I like a, I I was it was like a TV show oh, where it was like um, okay. they were doing like it was like scenes, and then they would just bust out and sing an opera. It was Beyonce and um, dang the dude on Juice, um, Raheem. Not not Raheem. Oh. You kind of look like Raheem. Man, man. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you get the you gotta look on. like Raheem. Nah. That I think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a deflection. He trying to think about what he <laughs> no, I, I see his name, man. Dang it. He was on Love and Basketball too. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Damn, um, I forgot his name. He's not even living no more. No, he's still alive. He live? He yeah. Live. Dude on Love and Basketball. What's his name? <laughs> I thought you thought this man dead. No. <laughs> no, he's not dead. It was oh, Sanaa Lathan and the other dude. I see his face. I can't I might remember be, his might name. not be talking about the same person. Whatever, yeah, whatever his okay. name is. Makai <laughs> Pfeiffer. Is it oh, Makai? I don't think, yeah, I don't think I was thinking about him, no. I think his name was Makai Pfeiffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Makai was in um, uh, uh, 8 Mile. How old are y'all, man? Y'all, y'all oh. not even understanding these references. Man, I'm, 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 I'm These movies. <laughs> he didn't he did kind of say Robert Townsend. I was like, who? No, I'm playing. <laughs> nah, but we got, nah, but as far as 8 Mile and stuff like that, you got to, like, you know, we know we, we was around it, so we know you just got pointed in the direction and be like, that's who that was. You yeah. know you know who this is. You just we don't know. Can't put the name with the face. Right, right. He, yeah. he he was probably I think I think um if you was born in ninety six, I think Eight Mile came out like in two thousand one, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. So you may not know him from Eight Mile. But um, is it is it is that was that to do with the dreads? Yeah, was that was on the mic. Yeah, I'm not talking about him. So oh, okay, yeah, okay. So he's still alive, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Makai. <laughs> yeah. He said he did. Lord have God mercy. Damn, these millennials. <laughs> <laughs> they want to kill off everybody. God damn. <laughs> okay. Yeah, oh shit. But yeah, I, I pretty much do everything, man. Um, only thing I don't sit well with me. Um, is is like screamos. Like I don't care what type of screamos it is. What screamos? Like uh, so it's it's certain songs. It's just like where they be screaming on the record. Like they be playing real loud, like hardcore rock, and like screaming Ooh. on the record. They they can turn any song into a screamo, but I don't like that. I don't like regular screamos, and I don't like when people turn it into a screamo. Like uh, okay, yeah, it disturbs my spirit. I like yeah. shooting and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you just bought a you just bought a screamo. Ooh. The music, yeah, like the I didn't the know that was even a, 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 yeah. a genre, yeah. Where they just scream, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna stunt. I don't know nothing about that's that. Like, like hardcore rock and roll, right? Like yeah. hard. See, and that's why I, I had to say this. This is why, I, like, I had met him, uh, and I had showed him pretty much. Nobody knew these songs were gonna be on the EP or whatever. 
So I'm pretty much just showing the music, and I want the most harsh feed. You know what I'm saying? I want feedback. I don't really care because like that's I won't get better without it. And so I showed him some music, and man, bro was actually listening to what I was saying. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people they just want to be. Yeah. <laughs> they like the beat. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, are you listening to my words? Like, my girl would be like, it's in your tone. It's in your tone. And I said, listen to my words, baby. Like, <laughs> I said, listen, just listen to my words. You know what I'm saying? And then we, we all good. But, like, he actually actually listened. And that's why, um, you know, I really respect because, like, I really listen to the words and listen to the music. And I feel like as a rapper, you know, it's not just the entertainment aspect. It can be. And, it, you know, for some artists, it is that. Some For some artists, they are supposed to be that, you know, entertainment, that flamboyant, that whatever. But then you got artists like me who come in and I'm truthful, I'm real, I'm, I'm talking about my life. So it's not, when I make certain records, they really, you know what I'm saying, I'm putting a lot more in thought into how I'm going to piece this together than just how I'm going to get people off their feet or, you know what I'm saying, whatever. But... A good artist, you know, even that, and that comes into play where you can kind of commercialize that, and that's where you get the Kendrick Lamars and the Drakes, and you know, they found a way to bleed the two in. But you know, that, yeah, I just feel like I'm I'm different than the other, you know, type of artist. I come in, I have to, you have to really listen to what I'm saying. You have to buy into my story first. That's how I, I would have to say. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not. You can hear a song and like it, but for the most part, a lot of my fans that is going to come is going to have to like be like, oh, I. Fuck with bro because of who he is or his story type shit. You know? Yeah, you gotta make sure you put your story on the album, on, on record. You know what I'm saying? Most definitely. Most def. yeah. yeah, make sure you're doing that, man. Real talk. He made yeah. it easy. He made it easy for me to listen, uh, <laughs> listen to it. Because uh, uh, I told him I was like, man, now going to school for this type of thing, man. Like, um, I used to only I used to listen to the beat first, and uh, he was letting me listen in to recordings but they weren't like all of them weren't like like industry standard like he was letting me listen to stuff that maybe he recorded on a voice memo or in garage man on his phone and (laughs) and i was like bro the quality ain't there but i was like i'm i'm listening to your words i was like as i'm listening to i was like yeah you you got something you definitely got something man you can help people uh reflect on their life um you can help them grow and i was like i like that man um you know, and I, when I was younger, I used to like like Boosie, and you know what I'm saying. I like uh, Webby, and, and I like Juvenile, and I like Zero, and you know, I liked all these rappers: Corey Mo, UGK, uh, Screwed Up, Click, Big Mo. You know, I just I liked all these rappers. But then, like as I started listening more to really what they were saying, um, you know, I started kind of kind of weeding. No, I ain't gonna say weeding out, but I'm gonna say just I stopped listening to certain stuff and started listening more to like Andre 3000. Started listening more to like um, Jay Z. Started listening more to like Nas and um, just just other people, man. Because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, I kind of admired to be that. Because I was like, you know, some of the, some of the stuff these cats saying, man, it, it made me think about my own life, like where mm-hmm. I might have messed up and. Um, you know, it just gives me a different perception, so it helped me grow. And yeah. that's what I like about his music, too. His music do that. So I was like, you know, I, I want to be a part of that that's and uh, up, try to get them get to that next level. Yeah. You that's know? dope, man. Yeah. That's man. super dope, man. Yeah. I think that's fire that both of y'all are on the come up and y'all see each other's talent within each other mm-hmm. and want to work together, man. Yeah. That's yeah. really how you blow up because – 
a lot of people what I what I notice when it comes to like artists is artists that's on the come up always want to go for the artist that who's already made it and want to get the co-sign from them and want to get them like that nigga don't got time for you you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, exactly he is not trying to hear nothing you gotta say <laughs> whatever you trying to say he's heard it a thousand times and it's good to to just network and, and people that are on your same trajectory yeah. on the come up that's working because we all getting older, you know what I'm saying? And that artist that's that's already made it, mm-hmm. they gonna be out of here by the time y'all get there. You know what I'm saying? Right, so right. he ain't gonna be able to understand what the fuck y'all got going on. You know what uh-huh. I mean? The only people who is is the people that's on the come up and is evolving with the music. Yes, yeah, sir. So yeah, I, I I try to tell, or at least when I can, to artists, look, man, the people who who is right next to you right. are the people who is going to elevate you and grow with you and get that music out. Not these other artists that who's already, already made it. Made it yeah. Cause they are, if they, if they're 10 years ahead of you, they're already 10 years behind of you musically. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Cause the yeah. shit that y'all trying to make, they do it, they not, yeah. they not on it. You know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah. That's really good. That's, way to put that, it. Yeah. Man. And they taxing. So yes. <laughs> So, so instead of me getting taxed, I I rather be building it myself, you know. So when they come, they're gonna be like, "Who helped you get there?" Somebody gonna say Marlo, and yeah. they'll be like, "Who is that?" And we'll be like, "We need to get him in here, you know." Yes. If he did this for you, let's see what he can do for us. Yeah. You know, and then that's where I get in my price. They don't tell me what they're gonna pay me. Right. I tell them, you know. And it's like when you start that journey. I mean, if you really think about it, everybody who got blew up or whatever, you know, most of people like. They linked in with a producer early on, you know what I'm saying, or a manager early on, you know what I'm saying, that that truthfully really believed or just knew that, man, all we got to do, you know what I'm saying, is just get together and really, like, put our work. And that's the thing, like, my my, my next goal really is to just see how much work I can get done with a lot of these creatives out here, you know what I'm saying, a lot of the producers out here and a lot of, you know, trying to just bounce around and trying to see what, what all we can like do to like make something, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody got their thing right now. I'm, I'm looking around Dallas, everybody's doing almost their own thing, but it's like, okay, y'all doing y'all thing, y'all doing y'all thing. Where, where, where are we gonna find that thing where we all can fit in the picture? You know what I'm saying? That one brand where we all can fit into the picture. Yeah. We all got our separate, you know, and that rightfully so because we all want to build legacies, but there's also that one brand we can partner with. You don't have to just be your, you know, but we all know that this is represents the creatives of Dallas, you know what I'm saying? And we can use that as a hedge fund or use that to help fund creatives, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I just thought about that. That just came to my mind. But that would be a dope thing, you know what I'm saying, to get people that really care about the creative community or get, you know, sponsors or whatever Mm -hmm. and start doing hedge funds for stuff like that and start, like, actually being able to help artists that are have a little buzz or whatever get that little extra push right then because that's when they need it. Right. That's when it fizzles out, you know what I'm saying, when you don't have the money. So, like, you know, there's a lot of things we can do, but I guess now that I'm saying it, I'm going to have to be the one to try to <laughs> no, <laughs> try, no, yeah. try to you're get right. the ball rolling. You're, you're so right. And here's what I, here's what I want to tell artists, right? Don't look at the, the amount of money that you have to, to create. Right. Lean on your creativity. To, to bring the money in mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying If you waiting on money To be able to create Right You ain't gonna have a long career man <laughs> You ain't gonna have a long career Yeah If you able to create The money is gonna come, come. 
And I want to make a prime example. Look at Kanye, right? Mm. Kanye is creative as fuck, right? Yeah. And he always seems to to make money from his creativity and people. I don't know what what the back end looked like on his creativity, but he feel like he not getting his just due as far as my, monetarily. But he is super creative, and that's why he's been able to last so long. Mm. Look at your big artists. So if you lean on your creativity versus money, right. create the best art that you can make with the resources that you, that have. you have. Don't wait on money to, to, to create, man. And that's a good, You know what I'm saying? Great point. I think great point because uh, I always bring up money or whatever. That's because it feels like, you know, when you get to a certain point where you know you have these ideas and you know you have these visions and it's, it's getting harder and harder to like, you know what I'm saying, those, those moments that you was able to get stuff done that magic you know you you thirsting for it you know what i'm saying because you you still in the that that limbo stage you know what i'm saying of being able to have that and being able to do it but you're absolutely right i think that's what i did first i remember looking up like this is weird but i was looking up like african tattoos like my biological mom from ghana right so i have ties to west african i was like look up stuff like patterns and stuff and what they meant like and i came across this pattern and i want to get tatted and it was just talking it was like the pattern meant to master master you know your your whatever it is master your crap before you can become king that's what the pattern meant and mm. i remember taking that to heart like in for the music like oh okay i need to master this before i even try to put my you know what i'm saying i need to so i remember listening to nas and going back and like really like and i remember i wrote to a nas beat and i was like these niggas is back family to do it for. it was a so so old school right mm. And um, I just remember just those moments of being able to try to, like, I wrote a whole paper, and then I had to fit the lyrics on. I didn't I didn't freestyle. I wrote the whole thing and then learned how to fit the lyrics, you know what I'm saying, and, and re-say it until I, I fit all of them perfectly where I had it. And then I started doing that enough times. I started realizing, okay, I know what I'm doing. And just building muscles like that, and then you get to the point where, okay, I'm an artist. I can put music out, yada, yada. And then when you get to the point where people want to start, like, really – listening to you or start seeing you at shows that's where the you know what i'm saying that extra bag comes in but at the end of the day like you're right it all starts with the creativity i wouldn't have been able to get this far the music had to be good or at least appealing in mm-hmm. some some aspect for the dude to put it on the radio i mean people are telling me random calling me i fuck with that i'm still listening to it i'm like wow that's dope you know i mean it might not be no thousands of people right now but I already know the people that are listening and the people that are, I've gotten enough people to tell me, you know what I'm saying, in and around and in other states or whatever, tell me that the all I need is the exposure. All I, you know what I'm saying, all I need is that next thing. It's like, okay, well, until I get that next thing, I'm going to keep putting my foot on the gas. So I got another project coming out November 29th called Tomorrow's AD. Um, so it's two projects in my first year of dropping music, eight singles, six solo, two features. What's, what's the AD? What's the tomorrow AD? Another day. Oh, okay. Tomorrow's another day and after death. So, like, you know, just kind of having that in the back pocket, you know, always understanding that I'm doing this for the long run. So everything I'm doing, I'm trying to leave a message of, you know, it's a real-life shit, you know what I'm saying, and understanding that one day when I'm not here, I have something to leave my family, you know what I'm saying, or leave people and I, you know, that's I think that's a beautiful thing, you know. Yeah. No matter what it does. Absolutely, man. Do y'all got anything um, y'all want to promote? I know he just prom- he promoting 
Um, all his album, Mar- uh, Marlo. Do you, uh, Marlo? Excuse me. Do you have any uh, anything, any projects coming up that you want to promote? Um, on the 26th of this month, here in about I think just three days, um, I'm gonna be dropping a EP with Susan Carroll. Um, it's gonna be called Susan Carroll, uh, produced by Marlo Hadnot and Company. Susan um, Carroll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. See, she, she's really dope. She's an artist uh, from Fort Worth. Um, she can sing, sing. And we, I guess, uh, man, I know <laughs> Susan is man. Yeah. <laughs> man, I tell you a story about Susan when we get off. Yeah, yeah, I know Susan. She dope. Yeah, she's yeah. she's really dope. Well, I remember. So uh, this is what the pandemic did for me, right? Like a lot of people. Um, you know they lost a lot of people during the pandemic and i understand that and i feel for them but for me um the pandemic has been uh some of the <laughs> it's been some of the greatest years of my life even even with like the struggles that i was going through uh personally um at the time job struggles and, and relationship struggles uh things like that it's still been a blessing and all of that um and you know god god just been blessing me like Man, I I can't say I can't think I ain't got enough times to thank God. Like, you know, I don't, I don't even have enough time for real. Um, but like everything, everything that happened during the pandemic, one of the things uh, as far as music wise, um, you know how people were throwing like Instagram talent shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I happened to start tuning and tapping into that because before I kind of like just stepped into the role of producer and then went to like saying oh i'm gonna be my own executive producer um i i was trying to push my own music as an artist people have heard my music and i was like bro this is really good matter of fact that was that was actually how me and tomorrow uh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. started first talking i let him hear something he was like bro that's you i was like yeah yeah like and, he does vocal he does stuff with his vocals that you would you looking at him yeah. and hearing him you'd be like that's you and, like he he whack, <laughs> like he good he get he goes to them levels when he in the studio so that's yeah, cool so i mean like he he heard me uh sing a little bit rapping a little bit he was like bro like why didn't you put this out and i'm like Man, I, I don't really feel like I have an audience, and I was like, I did put it out once, but then like when it came time to keep it going, I kind of I took it down because I was like, well, I'm, st- I'm starting to learn more about music business and how the industry works. I want to get everything right, you know what I mean? I don't want to just have stuff out and just have it to be there and not really intend to go nowhere with it. Because this is what a lot of people do. They have talent, but they ain't really got the business side down. Um, they don't really understand how the game work, and, you know, they just – they putting stuff out there to get stolen and, and just for other people bigger than them to try to copy. And then, you know, people be like, you know, where you get that sound from? Well, tell them what happened with the Instagram real quick. Uh, uh, which, the, which the, the, with Susan. With the, oh, with yeah. The, with the thing so, right? You got to let them know. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll share it. Uh, so when I, when I ran into Susan, right, like I saw her on the Explorer page. And, like, I just kind of, I fell in love with her voice. And I kind of just started interacting, you know, from watching all these Instagram talent shows before. Um, I was, like, a good way to network with some of this talent that's on people's page, like DC Young Fly. And uh, it's a it's a whole lot of pages. I can't remember them right now, but it was a whole lot of, like, Instagram influencers and celebrities, comedians throwing all these Instagram talent shows. And I was just tapping in. I was like... Okay, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see who I can bring in and produce for, because I know a lot of them. You know, they got they may have a bigger following than me, but I know 
nine times out of ten, they they trying to seek a bigger producer. It feel like, um, cause a lot of them they still going through YouTube searching for beats and things like that. It's a couple that got their own producers, but I'm like I'm looking for the ones that don't. I'm looking for the ones who, like, you know, they trying to get that attention of the next person. But I'm I'm a, I'm gonna pay them, bring them in, and get them to the next level. Um, so with Susan, right? I inboxed her. I started uh, commenting on her post. Um, I started communicating with her. Um, and then one day she checked my message. Um, I think it was probably like a week later, but I had just been commenting on a lot of her posts and, and going through. You know, I turned my notifications on so I know when she posts. And, uh, you know, I would go and, and listen to whatever it was. And, you know, I just built that rapport. And uh, she opened the inbox, read the message. Um, what's really crazy was... She had just moved to L.A. when I hit her up. And uh, at this time, her house or apartment that she was living in had just caught on fire. Um, and everything burnt down. And I remember she was telling me that. And I was like, ah, oh, that's crazy. Um, but I had sent her, like, I guess she had a GoFundMe. She did have a GoFundMe. Um, I remember I sent, like, I think I sent, I sent some money, right? And, um... I don't really be liking to speak on like how much or anything like that, but I just know I, I sent some stuff to her, and it just inspired other people to do the same. You know what I'm saying? And I was, I was, I was happy about that because like a lot of people weren't really sending something. You know, for for somebody like her who, you know, you've been in the room with with these people, and you know these people kind of. It kind of seemed like y'all may be close or whatever, but, you know, at the end of the day, when it come down to it, it's kind of our business, you know, and I, and I have to respect that. Um, but I wanted to build something more than, than just just it being business. Like, I wanted it to be almost like family. Like, if I'm not family with you, I'm extended family, you know? So, you know, you can call me um, and, and whatever it is, you know, you can talk to me about it or whatever. Marlo, so. tell them about the Instagram, bro. <laughs> tell them how to. Oh, we, <laughs> oh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about now. You talking about the that. viral, bro? You was about to go viral, G. Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> he was about, like, I'm trying to get him to just. I, we under like we we wanted him to hear that. We just I wanted you to tell him like. So was, so it's a joint. It's a uh, it's called Run Me My Money, right? Um, that joint went viral on the uh, Instagram where they be like, uh, it's like Cash Out, Venmo, Zelle. EBT mm. like that like that's pretty much a production that I did for uh Susan and it was initially supposed to be a R&B song. This is on a documentary that was recorded. So it started out as an R&B song. I'm in the other room tracking out the the piano, you know what I'm saying? I'm playing the Garris is, is in there recording me. Um they're in there with me and they're at first it's an R&B song. Everybody in the R&B mode. Now as I continue to play and they all transfer to the other room I don't know what they was talking about, but they started laughing. But then they started singing about, like, Todd's. And then they started singing about Offering. <laughs> and then uh, it just, it was like a 30-minute track. And um, it just turned into, like, you you got to see the documentary. When the documentary come out, like, <laughs> like you got to see the documentary. Cause you can't start it and not finish the story, man. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's so funny, though. Like, the energy in the room was just so contagious. Like, people... You know, we all kind of grew up around that, so, so what people made started it viral? making jokes what about that. What made it viral? Um, like, it was just a, it was something really. It was authentic, man. It was very authentic. Um, you know, people didn't really have to channel too much energy for it. Everybody related to it, and it made people laugh, man. And people was like, 
not only do it make me laugh, but this is real talk. Like, I have a small business. Like, you're going to have to pay me. Like, cash out, Venmo, Zelle, or EBT. Yeah. Run, run it. Run me that money. You is know the, what is the video so, still up? Um, Yeah, the, the video is still up. Um, on who on page? Her, who page is it? It's on Susan Carroll page. It's on her okay. reels. Um, I remember she said, she was like, it's the most... It's the most viewed reel. She had hit me up. She was like, you know, that's the most viewed reel that I have, like, out of all the stuff that I posted. She was like, that's the, that's the thing that people have reposted the most. And I was like, honestly, I, I when I heard it, I was happy about it, but I wasn't really expecting that one to, like, go viral. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was there's so much other music that we made throughout those two days that's, like, it has so much meaning to it. Um, it's so it's it's raw, you know. So, but I mean, people people like, like that. But I mean, like that was that was the only thing that also got posted from that as well. Um, it was a hectic two days, man. I I I saw sides of people uh, that just people that say they love music and want to do music. I I couldn't I couldn't tell. <laughs> like mm. people people get uh, they get frustrated, they get angry. Um, and when I do stuff, I make sure everybody fed. So I, you know, I went around and made sure I, I got what people wanted to eat. You know what I'm saying? And I got extra stuff. And when is the uh, when more. is the documentary coming out? When when can we uh, tune the, into that? <laughs> the documentary is gonna be out in August. It's gonna be out in August. Okay. Um, I'm looking at August 13th because August 13th would be uh, the anniversary of when this happened. Okay. The the one year anniversary for us. Okay. But it was it was a really interesting project. It took me a long time. It took me a year to plan it, um, two days to execute it, <laughs> and uh, the after effect took a year. But that was due to like a whole lot of extra things happening in between and and just getting things right. My mentor told me he was like, you know, slow steps better than no steps. Uh, so you know, I would rather you know what you're doing, so that way the second time you go back and do it, you don't even need my assistance. You know what you're doing. You know, versus versus me doing everything for you, and then you want to do something else like this again, and then I have to do it all over again for you because you didn't understand it the first time. Yeah. So yeah. Man, man, leave y'all y'all social media um, tags where people can find y'all. Yes, so they so because yes. I know y'all gonna post when y'all different projects drop. Yeah. Please leave y'all y'all social media. Oh. Um, mine is at Marlo Had Not. Um, on Instagram, um, M A R L O W H A D N O T, um, and that's the quickest way to reach me, to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, my my uh, EP comes out. My new EP comes out uh, November 29th, but I also have a current EP out called TBH. It's uh, my first debut EP. It's on all platforms. You can stream it anywhere. Uh, I just also released the premiere of the video left to the song, so you can you have a couple of videos to watch. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Call Me Tomorrow. That's C A L L M E two M R R W. Again, that's two M R R W. There's no O's. You can find me on Pandora, YouTube, anywhere. Just type in two M R R W and. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. It's another one for the books, man. I thank you for having it. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all for thank tapping you. in yes, with sir. us, man. Already. It's always good. Go yes, ahead. sir. Yes, sir. Yo, man, this has been the Tap In Podcast. Thank y'all for tapping in. We'll holler at y'all next week. Holler.